0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. No one is 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 more locked. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Philopoulos. All right, Rams Steelers. Steelers are now four and two. Is Mike Tomlin going to continue? His record of never having a losing season with this team, and oh yeah, by the way, that's now seven straight wins for Mike Tomlin out of a bye. <laughs> yes,
1: they're gonna they're gonna do this again. I, I was that looking is at crazy, the, man. I was looking at the schedule uh, after this game, and again, ton of mediocrity in the NFL. I'm not saying all these games are easy, but they have three home games in a row: Jacksonville, Tennessee, Green Bay. You know, you got road games against Cleveland and Cincinnati, but they play Arizona at home. Pittsburgh plays New England at home. They play Indianapolis on the road. They have a tough finish, but this is just like their game script. It's like they fall behind. They make the one play, the TJ Watt interception that sets them up. It's an ugly, mucky game. The Rams, you know, are in a situation where they don't go ahead. And so Pittsburgh's able to make one or two key plays, Another ref thing, they got super lucky with that ridiculous spot on that Kenny Pickett quarterback sneak. I don't know what the hell the refs were doing at the end of that football game. I don't know if the Rams would have come back and, and tied the game, but it ended the game literally right there. This is what Pittsburgh is going to do every single week. I will say Pickett was better in the second half. They got Deontay Johnson. Their Johnson's whole offense half. was better in the second half. The yeah. offense was better in the second half, yes. But yeah, this is what they're going to do. They're, they're going to win ugly, do weird things, like muck it up, and find ways to make plays and win these kind of games. Yeah. I mean, Steelers fans are so awesome. Like
0: Pat McAfee's at game day in what in Happy Valley? In Columbus. And in Columbus, no, right, in Columbus. So thank you. And they're they're playing Penn State. And you got Penn State fans, they're chanting, oh, yeah, Fire Canada. Fire <laughs> Matt Canada. I saw that. In Columbus. <laughs> yeah. Like So there's, like, so much (laughs) local hatred for the offensive coordinator. And they rally with 21 points in the second half. They have a winning record. They don't have a very talented quarterback. Sorry, Pony. Like, they finally remember, hey, George Pickens is apparently always open even when he's covered and he gets no separation. The guy's got one of the biggest catch radiuses in all of the NFL. Yes. I don't really think they're good. But they're not bad. Yeah. And Tomlin is a hell of a leader. Like he might be bad at hiring coordinators. Yeah. And he might not be able to win playoff games. And he might lose to, or he might only be able to beat backup quarterbacks in playoff games, which is basically all their playoff wins uh, since they won the Super Bowl. But damn, man, that guy, week in and week out, more often than not, gets his team ready to play. Yes. Like
1: Pony hates him. Well, I think I think sometimes the people in Pittsburgh, you know how you can be kind of too close to a situation to fully evaluate it. I I think that's where they are. Uh, Tomlin is a guy who, if he was ever on the free agent head coaching market, would be swept would be taken in in a split second. And you're right, Danny. Like he has had some very some bad hires, and as Pony has pointed out consistently, like it's not about like the GM or the ownership, like mike tomlin really controls it. i think the gm basically like they pick the players they do the Steeler way thing uh but yeah on a week in, week out basis you know you're getting a puncher's effort from pittsburgh and they're probably not gonna hand you the football game and so they're gonna be in these games and win a share of them except when they face better competition i don't think the offense and just the overall talent will be enough and i get it i get the criticism
0: like you're the Steelers. It's about having the most Super Bowls of any team in the NFL and keeping that record and getting – you know, I I get it. Super high standards. I, I, I love it. Uh, the Bears fired Lovey Smith after a 10-win season because yep. they thought they could do better. And ever since, it's been Mark Tressman and John Fox and Matt Nagy and Matt Eberflus. Like, Tomlin's got some flaws, but careful what you wish for. Uh, three games left.
1: Cardinals Seahawks are the Seahawks good. No, they, they seem to me to borrow a bill Simmons phrase. The Seahawks feel like a, like the good, bad team. Like that, that, that's what they are. Uh, I've watched, you know, I watched them. Their games kind of bore me in that. I feel like in a situation like this, Arizona has a one road game. uh, They don't have a ton of weapons. uh, They have a guy running it who I've never heard of this D Mercado guy. And uh, we know about Dobbs and, I realize they're playing without DK Metcalf, but I feel like there's more offensively they could do, and they did not. Gino threw a bad pick to Garrett Williams late in the game. Uh, I don't know if you if you saw the Arizona fake punt late in the game, but it was just a complete just catastrophe. Like, I did I don't not know what- see
0: the fake punt. I saw the Gino interception. I didn't see the fake punt.
1: Yeah, they ran a fake punt which which was completely dead in the water it was Clayton toon the guy from the University of Houston and like it was a fourth and ten it was it was thrown like six yards short of the <laughs> of the line to gain and it was one of those like why even do that and then if you're gonna do that just Keep put your offense on the play. field and just do a normal play yeah, yeah but yeah. I I have not despite them being foreign to I just I have not seen enough in Seattle to make me feel like hey this is like a a team I should be really impressed by at this stage. I agree. They've got, they got two good
0: opportunities though. We talked already about next week, Cleveland at home yep. and then in Baltimore. That's, you know, cause the lions win is a good win. And then they beat the giants, Cardinals and Panthers, which nobody's going to be impressed about. What I said about them coming into the year was it felt like if everything broke, right, that they could flirt with having a top five offense and I, we haven't – no D.K. Metcalf today. Jackson Smith and Jigba uh, was hurt. I want to see Kenneth Walker in the backfield, JSN, Lockett, D.K. Metcalf with Geno flinging the ball around 40 times a game. Yeah. Like, like I, I want I, – you know what I mean? Like, across uh, the left tackle had been hurt. Now he's back. I To me, they've got a very, very, very high-ceiling offense – that they just all haven't been on the field. And listen, that's the NFL. It's a depth league. You're not going to be healthy. But to me, that's how they need to beat people if I am going to elevate them into good. And we haven't seen it yet. But hopefully the DK Metcalf thing isn't serious and we're close to seeing uh, those guys on the field together. Because I think that's their only chance to become good is if their offense becomes great.
1: Maybe I'm being a little too harsh on them because you're right. The ceiling on this team is the three receivers – we know Carol loves to run it. They didn't have Charbonnet today. Uh Kenneth Walker's good. So if you can get everybody healthy, and I always have to remind myself, like we're still in mid to late October. Uh, this team is going to be in the playoff race just based on division and talent. Let's see what they look like in four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks. I just I have not been impressed by Seattle on a week in, week out basis for the opening stands of the season. That's how I'd put it.
0: All right, Broncos and Packers. Do you think Sean Payton is mad that they won the game?
1: No, because he seems like one of those hard o red-ass types that has been bothered by their constant losing. And it, again, it's a proud franchise. They hadn't won a home game. Uh, they seemed excited when they got that late interception by Jordan Love. Uh, I think, you know, who knows what the... I think they're going to have a new quarterback next season. But today, I think Sean Payton was happy they won. Do you think otherwise?
0: I mean, that clip of him with Cowherd on Fox talking about Caleb Williams being generational. Yeah. Like, you know, the Bears win. It hurts their draft pick. They still have Carolina. So, okay, fine. We'll talk about the Giants, you know, in a little bit. New England. Like, don't these teams know that Caleb Williams and Drake May is out there? I know that coaches and players always try to win and they work 365 days a year for these 17 Sundays and it's not for long and the contracts aren't guaranteed and that's the GM and the owner's problem And coaches and players are trying to win. But damn, it felt like a few teams won games that was counterintuitive to their actual long-term best interest and the Broncos would be very high on that list because the only way you can move on from Russell Wilson and eat that money and have that dead cap hit is if you've got an awesome cheap quarterback and if they end up winning five or six games and they have to take the third or fourth or fifth quarterback prospect yeah they're gonna feel real dumb about it
1: do you feel like russ being somewhere else in 2024 is inevitable well i do
0: what's the dead cat the dead cap number is exorbitant though isn't it like so they yeah. they, could, they, could, they can they can they can move him but like for like what, a sixth round pick or something for someone to help him out with some of the money,
1: yeah, something along those lines. Uh, again, I'm going to do like, the, like who then- who would who would take them? Who would pay Russ? That, he's going to isn't
0: I? Th- I thought he was going to be just gone in Denver, basically.
1: All right, so I'm looking at this now. Uh, I think if they cut him, I think they would have to do the whole designate po- or, or like trade post June 1st or designate him a post June for they'd have to do a couple of, they have to do some kind of a maneuvering. But my understanding has been like, unless he's hurt and he can't pass that physical, which we discussed, right. On that's Thursday, what it kicks in the guarantee. Yeah. The 2025 guaranteed money is not going to kick in. So I think basically what it boils down to is there is a way out, but they're going to have to pay for it, both in the salary cap in 2024 and most likely 2025 as well. I think that's what's, but I think I, I just, I feel like Peyton is going to want to move on and bring yes. in somebody else in 2024.
0: Yeah. My, I guess my question was going to be like, is he, can they actually have him off the roster or is it just going to be an uncomfortable backup situation? But sounds like they'll have him off. Uh, one thing on green Bay. I mean that, that Jordan love interception was, was terrible. I'm, it was. Lo- I'm, I'm loving how bad he is <laughs> and how just like decidedly terrible it is. It's fantastic. But Green Bay, man, Denver, Atlanta, and Vegas, they lost all three games by a grand total of seven points. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, they they could easily be sitting here talking themselves into being, like, last year's Vikings or something. Like, close wins, not good, paper tiger. Uh, but they haven't been, so they're going to miss the playoffs and they're going to be in the quarterback market in the offseason, and it makes me tremendously happy.
1: Yes, I, I think of you when I see Jordan Love struggle. Um, I, I, don't, I Honestly, I, I, one of my decent friends in the that, – that sounds weird. One of my friends in the sports media, John McClain, who's done it here in Houston for a long time, uh, has always told me uh, sometimes when you don't know, just say you don't know. I don't know exactly what my feeling is on the overall direction of the Packers in that clearly this is a like a tryout year for Jordan Love. They gave him that weird extension, which was super team-friendly – Uh, But I don't think he has any guarantees beyond this season. And yet I think they'll win more games. And despite how many quarterbacks there are available, like I don't know that Green Bay is going to be necessarily in a position to draft one of those guys. And yet I look at that team and like, I think they they have talent all over the place. They have a million first round picks on defense. They have two good running backs. I actually kind of like the weapons on offense. So I don't really know what to make of Green Bay moving forward just overall.
0: Yeah, I mean they're really young on offense. Uh people around the Packers are convinced that they're going to give Jordan Love next year and that they, you know, they they gave him that like fake contract extension yeah. to to ha- so that they didn't have to, you know, pick up a fifth year option, but they signed him anyway. Uh so people think that he's going to get next year, which feels great.
1: I could yeah. see that. It's a very patient franchise.
0: Yeah, good. Well, then you're <laughs> going to then then your defense is going to get old and then you'll have to pay Christian Watson, and then you'll be starting over at quarterback. It's glorious.